research, entrepreneurship, and university incubators. We cover it all on today's episode of the Middle Tech Podcast. Once again, my name is Nate. I'm here with Evan. We're coming at you live from downtown Lexington, Kentucky, covering everything in technology in Kentucky, the Midwest, and beyond. You won't want to miss this episode. We had a great conversation. Stay tuned. Alright guys, once again, welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. My name is Nate Tomaso. I'm here with Evan Knowles. What's going on? Uh, so today we're going to do kind of the third episode, I guess, in our higher education or just education in general series. Kind of, we impromptu kind of have talked about this uh, episode after episode. I think we're really diving deep into it. Yeah, yeah. Lexington is a hub for education. Majority of the economy mm-hmm. is based on the University of Kentucky, so it's only appropriate uh, that's one of our focuses on this podcast is how to, you know, make the university more innovative and create a culture that's, you know, entrepreneurial and, and innovative. Yeah, for sure. Before we dive deep into it, we just want to remind you guys, follow us on social media. It's at Middle Tech Pod across platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, wherever you are, we are. Um, we post about our new episodes. Um, we're going to post some more content there coming soon. Make sure to follow us so you don't miss out. And make sure to email us as well. We want to hear from you guys. If you have any feedback um, about the podcast or about topics that we do, if you have any topic suggestions or just any general questions about technology, we'd love to hear from you and uh, integrate it into our podcast episodes coming up. So that is middletechpodcast at gmail.com for the email and at middletechpod across social media to follow us there. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about um, research um, and university incubators and just kind of how entrepreneurship and the university space um, is st- is colliding, honestly, yeah. I think is a good way to say it. Yeah, I think so. So, <clears throat> you know, universities are starting to create incubators, you know, within their programs. Yeah. And that goes from the technology departments, business departments, science departments, uh, and all the different verticals there are within a university. This is a really important, you know, development. It's been around for a while, but it's becoming, you know, kind of a more more of a focus in a lot of universities, and, and especially uh, University of Kentucky, you know, recently. Yeah, well, incubators started as private uh, institutions. Yeah. So the I, I think we should probably go over a little bit of like what an incubator is, um, just in general, and then before we spin into like how a university mm-hmm. does it. Yeah. So so an incubator, and and. We'll go over the differences between an incubator and then there's accelerators. Yeah. And so an incubator yeah, uh, is a company that that helps you know new companies, new startup companies develop uh, by, by providing them services. Mm-hmm. Just like the name would sound like a chicken yeah. incubator. <laughs> yeah. And so some of the services are you know just the business basics, networking activities, marketing assistance, mm-hmm. of course high speed internet, just some of those uh, necessary uh, infrastructural needs. Uh, access to funds, to banks, uh, to VC capital, uh, angel investors, uh, mentors, uh, and then, of course, uh, they take you through intellectual property management and all that stuff. And so all that is what an incubator does, basically take you know an idea from its very beginning stages and help it become a company. I feel like it's kind of like a co-working space that also has networking and like advisors, <coughs> basically. Yeah. No, it's just a really good place to 
hang out, talk about ideas, and then once you have a good idea, start mm-hmm. to develop it more with the different resources that are that are available yeah, there. For sure. Um, and, then, and then there's accelerators. So accelerators are, are a little different. They're focused more on uh, basically growing an, growing an idea pretty rapidly uh, over a set time frame. So that time frame can be you know uh, multiple days, multiple weeks, or multiple months uh, where you work with mentors to build your business and avoid pl- problems along the way. Uh, and so some of the more well-known ones are Y Combinator, Techstars, and Brandery. Yeah. Brandery's actually here. Uh, it's in, in Cincinnati, so it's real close here locally. Yeah. Yeah, and so the whole you know idea of those are is you know growing uh, you know in that set time frame uh, pretty rapidly uh, the development of the company, not necessarily you know how many people work there or the product, but to in a set time frame uh, build a business. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a lot of times there's an application process for accelerators. Uh, for instance, uh, Y Combinator accepts only two percent of applicants. So. A lot of these accelerators can be pretty hard to get into, uh, but that's because the success rate, given the amount of resources that are you know, forced into a set amount of time, the mentors, and the access of capital you get to in that short amount of time, uh, if the idea is good enough, uh, there's a reason they're so selective. Yeah. So, so that's the difference between you know, incubators and accelerators. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it makes total sense that universities are starting to create incubators in-house. Yeah, no, I would agree. And I think, I I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this, but I think it kind of plays into the more modern technology world that we're in right now, like we've talked about with Doyle and we we talked about in the last episode as well. Um, It's a way that education is melding more with the real market space, which is what it needs to do more and more. needs to 100%. And this seems like really good first steps in that direction. Yeah, because, you know, everything starts with an idea. And then you got to be able to build the idea, and then that's when it becomes a business. And that's what people mm-hmm. are learning to do anyways is work within businesses. Yeah. So the focus of a university should not only be on you know, supplying the economy with people that work at businesses, but supplying the economy with people businesses. People create businesses. Yeah, businesses themselves, people that create yeah. the businesses. And the unique advantage universities have over normal incubators is there is not another place where there's the amount of diversity uh, people with different backgrounds, interests, career paths that they want to go into, and they mm-hmm. spend their entire days on these campuses. Yeah. So it's just a melting pot of ideas and people. Um, and universities have that huge advantage. Yeah. On top of the fact that they have, you know, you know, equipment. You know, for instance, UK is really big in biomedical, biotech. Yeah. Uh, you know, companies and technologies coming out of the university. It's because there's a lot of funding going into that for the university, and the university is known for, you know, its medical. Program, mm-hmm. uh, and so if that same focus was put on other parts of Kentucky, you know who knows what what could come about because UK is such a diverse, you know, university and it's such a hub within Lexington. The the diversity aspect and kind of the melting pot of people um, is something that um, I was talking about and that Doyle brought up as well in the last couple episodes. When you, I think you specifically asked Doyle, like, do you think universities are going to go away? And he said, one, he made the joke, as long as you can drop your kids off, no. Um, but also, as, as long as your kids can discover who they are yeah. at that place. That, that's kind of what keeps it around. Um, and so that's already an inherent strength of a university, is having this diversity, both in thought um, and race and, and everything. Um, and so when you can literally channel that into ideas and creation of organizations, um, that's when that's when universities are playing to their strong points mm-hmm. um, in 
literally finding ways to make money from what they already have. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. And so I, th- I feel like a lot of, you know, in doing our research for this episode, I feel like a lot of the, the incubators um, at universities are tied very closely to research. Um, you know, I know research is something that UK has really been pushing um, lately. We're about to open uh, I'm a, new, a new research building on Virginia Avenue. I think, I think it opens this year at yeah, UK. Yeah, it's an awesome building. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. Um, and I believe it actually is mainly for, for biomedical research, um, like you were saying. Um, but just research in general is something that I know President Capilouto, um pushes since day one. Uh, he was here at UK. Um, it, it what ma- it's what makes the university stand out, and it's, yeah. it's what can drive a lot of profit. Um, and the incubator is a way that you can directly do that. So, yeah. so um, to be able to take that research, because research and building a company are two totally different things. Yes. And so to be able to take a research uh, project and then say, well, how can we build a business model using this research? Mm-hmm. How can we monetize it? How can we market it? You know, providing those kind of resources through an incubator. Uh, is a no-brainer. You, yeah. you should have simultaneously research and incubation of those of those research projects uh, to become businesses. Those should be simultaneously done. Yeah, there there's the old concept of the ivory tower. You know, all these <laughs> these highfalutin academic people do all this research. They discover new things, new ways of thought, new processes, whatever it is, and it's locked away in the ivory tower. You have to pay to get access to the document. Or it's only spoken about in these academic circles, and that you know that's a very traditional thought of research. Um, that just doesn't fly no. in 2018. Yeah. No. And so you know some of the research I w- <laughs> some of the <laughs> research into this um, podcast that I was doing, people are saying we're we're bringing the ivory tower to market. Um, it's literally ways that you can take this this these concepts that would just sit there mm-hmm. and say, okay, let's make some revenue. Yeah. And it's it's literally a no brainer. No, it makes a ton of sense. And so, you know, UK has a lot of work to do, you know, in this, in this area. Uh, they're making, you know, better steps towards uh, improving that. Uh, but let's look at some, you know, talk about some really great programs. Yeah, let's get into specifics. Most of which are in California. Of course. It makes a ton of sense. <laughs> California, uh, you know, it's like if it, if it was its own country, its GDP would be in, uh, you know, the top 15 yeah. in the world. Uh, the best universities in the world are, are there. Uh, Silicon Valley, L.A., it's an economic hub, makes a ton of sense, and the reason being is because of the university system yeah. and just the, the culture itself in California. Mm-hmm. Um, and so University of California uh, has, since 2000, or 1968, had you know, about 1,300 startups come through there, and, and three-quarters of those were actually since 2000. So that's 975 yeah. startups out of one university in well, about in about 18 years. That makes sense. You get you get the dot-com boom, and now you get the current boom in Silicon mm-hmm. Valley as well. The, those numbers definitely make sense. Yeah. That's for the whole system, correct? Yeah, the whole system. Okay. That so the sense. system is made up of uh, UCLA, Santa Barbara, Santa Cruz, UC Berkeley. So uh, they actually have six of the top-ranked campuses uh, of the top 30 in the United States. So yeah. great education system there. And that's those numbers are just from research that's being commercialized, not from yeah. students who have a startup idea yeah. or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, so research that started in the university programs mm-hmm. uh, and then were eventually turned into companies. That's amazing. Startups. Yeah. Those numbers are insane. Yeah, it's great. And um, one other thing that I found when I was looking into this episode um, is Stanford. They have their Office of Technology Licensing, 
um, where they they do research and whether it's a direct the researcher becomes an entrepreneur or it's just a license from their research. Um, and the, the latest stat that they had listed was in the 2015 to 2016 school year, they made $94 million from royalties um, from companies using their patents and using their licenses from their research. And they mentioned companies like Google, Netflix, and LinkedIn all using, inform- using discoveries from their own research, yeah. which is insane. No, that's amazing. And, and that, that's outside the UC system yeah. at Stanford. And that fuels these, – these universities are fueling – the California economy in a way that is unimaginable in Kentucky or some of these areas around mm-hmm. here because yeah. it's just on a totally different scale. It is. It's, you've got those names, Google, Netflix, LinkedIn. You've got optic fiber. Uh, optic fiber. You know, those are infrastructural needs for the entire world economy. Yeah. And they're coming out of California in these universities. And that's why it became Silicon Valley. Yeah. But we're starting to do it here, too. You know? No, yeah, we're starting to take the right steps. Mm-hmm. And to contrast that number, uh, so $94 million in royalties from Stanford. Kentucky has about $2.3 million. Mm-hmm. So, and that was in 2017. So, there's so a, two years after, or yeah. one year, I guess. Yeah, and so it's not even comparable. Um, but there's a lot of work to be done. UK, uh, you know, is making strides towards doing a lot better. Um, but it's just, you know, it's interesting to contrast, you mm-hmm. know, who's doing it right with the University of Kentucky who's trying to get to, you know, a point where it's really successful. Yeah. And so I think it leads us to, you know, the topic of how can UK start from, you know, the ground of implementing an entrepreneurial mindset, a research mindset with its students from the day they walk into the doors to when they leave. So I think, yeah, I think those are two very different points. Um, they they should they are beginning to work hand in hand, which is great. But I think there's a different point of how do we implement a research mindset into students, and how do we implement an entrepreneurial mindset into students? And I think that research uh, focuses there. You know, like I was saying, it's something that they've really been hammering. You know, I, I used to be a, a tour guide mm-hmm. at UK, and every single tour, you know, we had to talk about the Office of Undergraduate Research um, and how you could start as a research assistant <laughs> your first semester freshman year. Um, you could design your own study. You could, you know, you could really make of it what you wanted to. Um, and you know, beyond just the tour, there's all this outreach and all these programs that get students involved. That's there, and that's yeah. awesome. But it's it's that next step is what I believe is missing. Yeah. So so I mean, academics and, and research and innovation have to go hand in hand. You yeah. can't you can't just have academics. If you don't have innovation, then your academics can be out of date and useless. So mm-hmm. the fact that research is here is really good. That's yeah. a great step towards, you know, improving the university, and it's, I'm really glad that the focus is starting to be put there. Uh, but, you know, like you were just saying, the piece on entrepreneurship and how to take that research and do something with it yeah. has been missing. Yeah, I'll agree with that. But I think that's what's starting to change. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, that stat that you just gave, the $2 million, uh, $2 million came in from licensing in 2017, yep. that's the, the Office of Technology Commercialization, I believe it's called, at UK. Um which is, you know, it's the equivalent of what we just were talking about at Stanford. So um, it's a much smaller scale, but they're starting to do the same thing. And I mm-hmm. also came across Aztec is what it's called. The It's kind of a force acronym that they're using for It's the Advanced Science and Technology Commercialization Center. I don't know where the little E comes from in Aztec, uh, A-S-T-E-C-C, but, um, but that's basically an incubator in and of itself. Um, they're not doing licensing in the same way, but they are 
they are creating that physical space where research startups, you know, startups that are, are linked to UK mainly through research can exist. Yeah. So the programs are there. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not at the scale they should be, yeah. and they're not pushed like they should be. But yeah, the awareness is, is definitely not there. That's the issue. So so I went through Gadden uh, mm-hmm. in two years. I, I mean, I dropped out, but while I was at Gadden, uh, I was very frustrated with the fact that entrepreneurship was not being talked about. Yeah. And so two years later, I asked you know a lot of friends that are still in the university, going through the university, and I asked them, uh, you know, is entrepreneurship being talked about? Are there classes based on taking an idea and growing it into a business? Mm-hmm. Um, and the Vol Momin Center just launched you know a couple of years ago, and I asked yeah. them if they were aware of that. Uh, the majority of the people I asked... These are students that you're yep, talking to? Current students at Gadden. Okay. The majority of people I asked had no awareness yeah. of the Von Allman Center. And they all said that there was never a time in Gadden that they were forced to think with an entrepreneurial mindset for yeah. themselves. Yeah, no, which you're never is, forced to. No. Which is sad. Yeah. That is very sad that they're going to force students, you know, to go through marketing classes, finance, and all these other courses, which are core business courses that I think mm-hmm. should be required... But they're yeah. not going to require entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I, I think we should make the point of, we. I mean, me and you, obviously, we love entrepreneurship. But I think, you know, we don't want to just push entrepreneurship so everybody starts their own company. Obviously, it's not realistic that every single person yeah. starts their own company. Absolutely not. But it's, it's the skills. Um, it's the problem solving, the critical thinking that you get from whether it's a real entrepreneurship or even classes about entrepreneurship. And entrepreneurship it's yeah. a real big uh, yeah. topic right now. If you're now. not going to be an, an entrepreneur, yeah. then you go work for a major corporation and you can be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Come up with new processes, yeah. new ideas yep. within within the organization to make yeah. it better. Yeah. Um, that's how you create smart workers. Absolutely. That's what's needed in 2018. Yeah. And you we don't can't, have that. As a university, be churning out students that don't know how to take an idea and turn it into a business. You can't. Yeah. It's just... It, it's. You or think critically in that way. Yeah, or think critically in, in how to you know take an idea, market it, figure out the resources mm-hmm. you need to make it happen, build a team. You cannot put students out into the real world today without having that skill. Yeah, it's 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 sad that you know that it's not where it needs to be, but it, it's getting there. You know, it's good that the you know Gadden's launched the Von Allman Center. Yeah. Um, I think that's a start. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that it could be much bigger than it is, given that the research, the, uh, yeah. the not the research, the awareness is not there. Yeah. Um, I think the awareness needs to be there, and I think that it needs to be continued to be funded. I know, yeah. I don't know what the final Kentucky budget was that just passed, um, I think last week, but I know in the proposed one that Matt Bevan um, pushed a couple months ago, all funding was cut for the Kentucky University system for entrepreneurial programs. However, whatever the, the final one was passed, um, President Capilouto came out with a statement that said they're coming up with new funding ways and no programs will be cut. So obviously all no programs covers the entrepreneurial program. Um, but there, there's a real risk to it. Um, and it's because people just don't see the value. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a cultural thing, I think, in universities. Uh, I feel like that entrepreneurship is not talked about enough. For mm-hmm. instance... You know, my freshman year when, when Michael and TJ and Danny and Sam and I were starting Finance U, mm-hmm. we were actually made fun of by some students for spending so much time on taking an idea 
and build it into a company. T- talk more about dorms. that. What, what do you mean? Like how? Well, just, you know, we'd, we'd get back from class or we'd be in class working on, you know, finance you, and people just didn't understand it. Yeah. People didn't understand the concept of entrepreneurship and building a business. Yeah. So because they didn't understand it, we were spending so much time on it, they basically, you know, would make joke of it. Did they think you were doing some weird project? Well, like, they just thought we were wasting our time, yeah. you know, just weird project that nobody cared about but ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the idea of entrepreneurship wasn't even in their mind, yeah. which is, again, it's, it's really sad that that, is, that exists, that people are going to university and then graduating without the real concept of what it means to be an entrepreneur. And again, you can be an entrepreneur. You can work for another company yeah. and be an entrepreneur. Yeah. So it's just... Or just be an entrepreneur in your own life. Yeah. Hundred percent. Find ways to, to make yourself happy. Yeah, and it's all about just the idea of creating for yourself. Yeah, the, the idea of going through university four years, getting a degree, working for the same company for twenty five years until you graduate, until you, you know, retire, mm-hmm. is not a reality anymore. That's not a thing anymore. Going forward, yeah. people no longer want to work for the same company for that amount of time. And so, if university is not putting focus on entrepreneurial thinking, they're failing their students. Yeah. So did you did you ever take any entrepreneurship classes at UK? Uh, I did. It was Doyle's class. Doyle's, yeah. Okay. I, that was the semester. I took that one that as was well. my last semester, um, and that was more on the communication side of yeah. entrepreneurship, networking, uh, figuring out how to communicate with people based on their different skills mm-hmm. and, and strengths. So it wasn't the concept of taking a business uh, yeah. idea and forming you know an actual yeah. company with it. It was more of just communication. Um, and while I was at UK in the business school, uh, I was again an ambassador, uh, which is a group of students in, in the university um, in that specific college that comes up with you know ideas on improving the college. You know, it's p- kind of the face of the college, facing outside the university, recruiting, um, and then they interface with the students and figure out ways to improve the college. And one of my big things yeah. was we need an entrepreneurship curriculum, just like we have a marketing curriculum. Mm-hmm. And you say you were pushing it? I pushed that to the dean, um, and it still hasn't become a thing, but well, shortly the, the after, kind of Von Allman yeah. you know, became a thing. And that's not because of me, but you know, they're starting to take steps yeah. towards that. Well, there kind of is one. I, I had, so my major was media arts and studies, which, yeah. which was in the College of Communication. Um, my minor was marketing in Gatton, College of Business, obviously. But then I had a, a certificate... Um, or my minor was business, not marketing. Uh, my minor was business. I had a certificate um, in entrepreneurial thinking. Mm-hmm. Is actually what it's called. It was the INET <coughs> certificate. Yeah. Um, and I think, I believe that's a, a certificate that's a, between both Gatton and the College of Communication. Um, they, were kind of, they kind of partner mm-hmm. on it. But it, it definitely shares resources with the Von Allman Center um, with um, this Aztec program, incubator program that I was talking about. Um, so it's it's almost like a, it's like they're trying to mesh network all these small little pockets of entrepreneurship at UK mm-hmm. um, into a teachable curriculum. So I did I did take Doyle's class that that yeah. was part of the there was only like four or five classes I needed to get this certificate that was one of them, um, but two other ones really stood out to me, um, within within the program and one was um, the capstone at the end of it it was a capstone class and the other one was a social entrepreneurship class Um, they were actually both taught by the same professor Kimberly Parker she was awesome Um, but the social entrepreneurship class focused on social entrepreneurship so the the creation of a business that while while still commercially viable 
does good in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not yep. just how can we maximize profit. It's how can we make money and do good. Um, and so we, you know, we learned all about social entrepreneurship and the theory and the, you know, real examples of it. And then at the end, we had to create our own business and present it. Yep. Um, so we created a hypothetical bike share company for here in Lexington. And so, um, you know, it made money because it was a bike share and it also provided better transportation to the community of Lexington um, and was able to provide free transportation to people who needed it the most, both students and community members nice. yeah. um, within UK, uh, I like within that Lexington. Because a lot of uh, bike sharing companies and uh, scooter sharing companies are being bought for billions of dollars and yeah. being funded ridiculously uh, so nice yeah and it, it that it was kind of a, a hack into the social entrepreneurship because it mainly was just something we wanted to fix in Lexington and it would make money and we just gave some free rides out so yeah. kind of we kind of pulled the strings there um, but and then in the capstone class we had to create another um, company um, it didn't have to be social entrepreneurship I think we created like the the idea was that this is a company it's not you know, this hypothetical thing. It's not this thing you need all this startup money for. It's literally, you could finish this class at the end of the school year and you could start this company the next day. Mm -hmm. So we created a um, a smoothie cart. It was a healthy um, protein smoothies and we could move the cart to, we could sit it outside gyms. We could take it to 5Ks. You know, in the summer there's a 5K every freaking day, every freaking like Saturday and Sunday. Um, around town so we would take the cart there'd be a lot of people who just ran a 5k a lot of people just came out of the gym they'd want a smoothie we make money on every smoothie boom we have a company and it, we got it down it would only require like five thousand dollars to start yeah um and then right away we're making um we're making profit on every single smoothie um so it was very real you know yeah. like if i wanted to i could have started that right after i graduated mm-hmm. i actually liked that one more because yeah. it was that that project more because it was such a practical thing yeah um and that's exactly what we were talking about how um that's what we need it's just more of this real world education and this this real entrepreneur entrepreneurial thinking that was the name of the certificate but you even said that before i brought it up Mm -hmm. that's just that's such such a real thing such a necessary thing to be successful in any part of life that is just now starting to hit the university system outside of the coasts yeah, um, they so realize. I'm excited about it. That should be a requirement. You can't go through university without taking an idea and forming into a business plan. Mm-hmm. That should be a requirement for business students. Uh, yeah. I don't know why it's not. Well, do you think? Do you think that's going to change? Do you have any? Are you, do you have a positive outlook on it? Um, I yeah. I mean, I think it, I think it'll change because it's going to be out of necessity for the university to stay relevant. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, you you can't have the the market is moving towards entrepreneurship. The market's moving towards being able to provide for yourself uh, and learn and adapt quickly. Yes. And so, just going through and getting a That's finance true. degree, where you're taking you know, all these accounting classes uh, and finance classes, but you're not learning, you know, how to really apply those outside of the finance world. And for instance, invest in you know, your own ideas or uh, create your own, you know, investments without going through, you know, a financial manager, you know, just thinking for yourself, taking what you're applying and learning in, in school and using it for your own terms. Critical thinking. Yeah. And I think I think it, it, bo- it all boils down. That lacks in, in university degrees, I feel like. Mm-hmm. People, people immediately graduate and they, they think, well, what's the most comfortable job I'm going to get? 
um, and you know I'm gonna work there and, and do my own you know and work for them and do what they want me to do yeah. all the way until I you know retire and that's what you know our parents you know that's their culture but that's not our culture going forward that's no. starting to you know leave you know our thinking um, and universities have to be where that thinking starts yeah and it's not you know being done well I don't think it's where it should start I think it should start in lower education as well yeah um, I would love that. But, yeah. yeah, but it it, sh- it should be prolific in higher yeah. education. Yeah, it should be you know throughout every uh, vertical within yeah. medical, business, engineering, sciences. Mm-hmm. It should be throughout it all. So I think kind of what what we've come to is that the the un- the university space, both whether it's in education or in research needs to be a hub of entrepreneurship mm-hmm. um and i think we've kind of i think we touched on that in, in the past three episodes yeah um it's just it's just set up so perfectly um and if it does that and this is my view i don't know what your view is because i know you have a lot of thoughts about the future of education but my view is if higher education can do that successfully and and you know still teach people everything like you said you know you still should have marketing classes still should have finance classes whatever but if you can successfully teach that critical thinking that's necessary to be a successful worker and especially a successful, successful entre- entrepreneur. I can't talk. A <laughs> successful entrepreneur in 2018, that, that's what keeps it around. That's what makes it, that's what keeps the value around for higher education yeah. and keeps people needing to go there. Yeah. Well, if the price drops. That's a whole, yeah, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if the price doesn't drop, then it's still, in then, my eyes, the value isn't not there. there. Yeah. No, the value's not even close. Um, at least for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to be an entrepreneur, there's no reason to go to college. Yeah. No reason. Yeah. Well, cost aside, that's what they need to yeah. do to yeah, have more value. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, universities are in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're primed to do something cool, but they're just not right now. And I think they, they're moving towards, uh, you know, getting to that. And California's been doing it. Yeah. California's doing great. That's a perfect example. But, you like, know... University of Kentucky and some of the other universities throughout the United States, Middle America, have mm-hmm. a lot to work, a lot of work to do, because you'd see it in the communities. You know, there's a reason. You know, those places out in California are the hubs of innovation in the entire world. You know, Lexington, there's no reason we we can't be that. You know, if the university does their job, mm-hmm. people are not going to leave Lexington and move to California because it's more innovative there. Yeah. You know, if the university does their job and companies are grown here that are tech-based, not even, it doesn't even have to be tech-based. If companies no. are started here and grow here, the funding will come, they'll mm-hmm. stay here, businesses will grow, more people will come here because those businesses are growing and they need you know, employees. If the university does its job, Lexington's gonna be a really cool city. And Lexington is already, I think, an awesome city. I think it's making the right steps, and the university's a, you know, a reason behind all of that, yeah. but it can do a much better job, and I think it, you know, we're starting to see the beginnings of that. Yeah, and hopefully we can continue along that path. Yeah, absolutely. 